There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's Thursday, November 10th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, D.C. sued the Commander's football team, its owner Dan Snyder, and the NFL for allegedly lying to district residents about an investigation into sexual harassment and misconduct. The evidence shows Mr. Snyder was not only aware of the toxic culture within his organization, he encouraged it and he participated in it. That's D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine, who announced the lawsuit at a press conference. WTOP's John Doman was there and tells us what it all means. We could learn a lot that we've all assumed or all wondered about, and potentially now a lot of that could come out. Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett. Megan Clorty is off today. Well, Commander's owner Dan Snyder is being sued yet again. This afternoon, D.C.'s Attorney General Carl Racine laid out his case against Snyder, his commanders, the NFL, and even Commissioner Roger Goodell at a press conference in D.C. WTOP's John Doman was there asking questions and listening closely. He joins us now. John, thanks for being here. Absolutely. It's been a it's been a heck of a day. It's been a heck of a day. So I kind of tuned into the presser and, you know, Racine says he's suing Snyder, Goodell, the NFL, the commanders under the D.C. Consumer Protection Act. So let's take each defendant one at a time. What's Snyder's alleged wrongdoing here under this lawsuit? Snyder's alleged wrongdoing is, is pretty much the roots of all of this. They spent a lot of time rehashing all the different scandals. And look, if you're a commanders fan, if you pay attention to football, you know all about them. The financial stuff, the sexual harassment stuff, the toxic workplace stuff. All of that was brought back up again. Now, this lawsuit technically doesn't really have a whole lot to do with any of those activities, whether they were legal, illegal, you name it. Mm. What happens here is this is being filed under the city's uh, Consumer Protection Act, which is very broad. Uh, Carl Racine, the attorney general, was... Uh, almost bragging about how broad it was, calling it the envy of, of other states around the country with how broad it can be. And what it covers is any material misstatement that a merchant or business makes that could impact consumers in the District of Columbia. And so you sort of have to actually lump Snyder, the commanders, the NFL and Goodell in this all together. Okay. because what he's saying is that through all those scandals, through the aftermath of the Beth Wilkinson investigation, all of that was just lie after lie after lie. According to Racine, he says they have the documents to prove it. They have testimony. And he says he wants depositions under oath coming from Snyder, from Goodell to, to sort of back that up. And because he says there was basically so much lying, it was done in the name of securing profits and keeping the profits rolling in for the commanders in the NFL. And thus, that is a violation of D.C.'s rights as consumers. 
because mm. they spend money on the commanders. They support the team. Uh, apparently, in, in Racine's eyes, and he says they, they've won a lot of different lawsuits against other companies like this before. He says he has that authority to bring this lawsuit forward. And that's sort of the basis of all of this. So in other words, you know, the commanders, the NFL, Snyder, they've done so much lying that it's basically taken the money unjustly from D.C. residents. Exactly. That they're swindling residents who would not support the team if they knew everything about what was actually going on. Because keep in mind, like a lot of what has happened here, a lot of what's alleged, um, they all stem almost exclusively uh, from incidents that occurred in Virginia. Mm. And, you know, there, there were some other states involved where some, you know, alleged different actions, uh, unseemly things happened in other states, too. But a lot of it happened where the team's headquartered out of in Virginia. Right. So he can't really do anything criminally here. It's not a civil rights case. And the reason why we couldn't bring that is because, indeed, the facts, the conduct occurred in Maryland and Virginia. But because the team draws so much interest from D.C., so much money from fans and who live in the city, he says the Consumer Protection Act here in D.C. allows him to go after the team for being so dishonest. Now, what is the end result here? Did Racine talk at all about, you know, whether D.C. residents would see the money themselves? Um, you know, what what's the end goal? Uh, he kept saying that the end goal is accountability. We think it is damn important that there be accountability. And, and let's make one thing clear. One of the end goals is to find out all the details uncovered by Beth Wilkinson in her investigation. Mm. The NFL has fought tooth and nail and, and kind of not always been forthright about their reasons for burying that report. They want that to come out into the open, too. Some of the former employees who were there, they want to see that happen, too. That is one of the main goals here is to get that report out into the public. Mm. So in other words, it's not only about the money here. It's also about the information. Right. It, it's a lot of it is about the information and transparency. But don't get me wrong that like there could be a lot of money involved here where that would go. I mean, that that would be hard to sort of determine after the fact, I guess. But under the city's law, technically every every misstatement, every mistruth or whatever um, depending on how you calculate it in, in the, the AG's offices, there's a lot of ways you can do that. So, I, I mean, there's a lot that we don't know as to how this might ultimately, ultimately play out, regardless if they win or lose. But technically, you can get $5,000 for every single misstatement. Wow. And, I mean, I mean, if you want, you can sort of see how that could be a whole lot. Well, as Racine said, there's a whole lot of zeros that could be attached to uh, <laughs> right. a damages be... that comes with that, depending on how you look at things and how you calculate it. Wow. Wow. And, you know, looming over all of this, it's a big elephant in the room, is Snyder might sell the team. You know, does that change anything if he sells it? Nope. Uh, that, that's one of the reasons why Snyder personally was made a defendant in this case, because they know that there is sort of at, at least discussions about a possible sale. Um, they know that a lot of people want to see the sale happen, uh, but even if that happens, uh, Snyder would still be on the hook as a defendant personally named in this lawsuit. Mm. Now, this lawsuit is all lawsuits. It's you know alleged um, wrongdoings here. So what is Snyder saying in response? So they did put out a statement a little bit ago, um, and, and it's very brief and it's not too substantive, but uh, I'll, I'll read it to you 
Well, here's the, here's the quote from uh, some of the lawyers for the commanders. Mm. Over two years ago, Dan and Tanya Snyder acknowledged that an unacceptable workplace culture had existed within their organization for several years. And they have apologized many times for allowing that to happen. We agree with A.D. Racine on one thing. The public needs to know the truth. Although the lawsuit repeats a lot of innuendo, half-truths, and lies, we welcome this opportunity to defend the organization for the first time in a court of law and to establish once and for all what is fact and what is fiction. Okay, yeah. So pretty brief, um, but you know, sounds like they're on the defense a little bit. What, what's your take? That was, I, I guess, one of the points that Racine touched on repeatedly that uh, the Dan Snyder has a history and a habit of sort of deflecting and blaming elsewhere. Uh, but he, he specifically said that Dan Snyder was the problem here. He was the culture setter that all the blame that he's put everywhere else, that it started with him and that the team has repeatedly deflected against that. And, you know, that's that's sort of one of the one of the reasons why the lawsuit was being filed, because mm. he he thinks Snyder continues to be dishonest about the source of all of this. Mm. And we know Attorney General in D.C., Carl Racine, you know, he is months away from stepping down as Attorney General. Does that play in here at all? You know, will this case move on after he leaves? Well, I mean, it's it's going to ultimately come down to the decision made by the uh, Attorney General elect Brian Schwab. Racine's office seems to think that he's not going to come in here and, and do anything different. They believe that regardless of who won, you know, the primary back in June and all the way up till now, that basically that Schwab will be on the same page with Racine on a lot of things. They do intend to obviously brief him on this uh, at the appropriate time, but their their suggestion is that this is going to continue on uh, even under a new attorney general. Mm. And, you know, I tuned into the press conferences I mentioned and, you know, Racine talked about himself being a fan and him being kind of disappointed. What did you make of that kind of, you know, personal reflection he gave? As somebody who is not a commander's fan, but who, you know, tends to root for an NFL team that is marred by scandal and ineptitude and that sort of thing. Mm. I mean, on a personal level, I understand. Um, But at the same time, that's, you know, you, you have to be able to separate you know, what your heart says with what the law says. Right. And, and that's, that'll be determined in a courthouse. So what are the next steps in a courthouse? What are we looking at? Well, it's, it's going to be a long process. Obviously you'll have to go through depositions, potentially subpoenas. Um, I mean, this, this is not going to be something that is, is decided within the next couple of months. This is, this will be a long drawn out process as uh, most legal things are in, and in DC right now, with as backed up as the courts are because of the pandemic and everything, I, I mean, this. Stay tuned, but but don't be holding your breath because you'll pass <laughs> right. out. Right. Well, John, is there anything else that really stuck out to you as you were sitting there today listening? I think for me, like the biggest thing is how much they hammered on Roger Goodell in the NFL. Carl Racine was very adamant that Goodell played a much bigger role in um, allowing disinformation and dishonesty to be spread. And, and for not holding Dan Snyder accountable. Now, I mean, on the one hand, technically Dan Snyder is one of Roger Goodell's 32 bosses. You know, mm. he, he can't specifically fire Goodell, but, you know, he and the other 31 NFL owners are all, they all have Roger Goodell reporting to them, not not really the other way around. Right. But he was pretty forceful, pretty pretty blistering in his accusations against Goodell and, and, and sort of just characterizing the way that Goodell oversaw things and helped uh, allow this cover-up to happen. We know that there was no accountability 
we know that pursuant to an agreement with Mr. Snyder, Mr. Snyder was given access to information, and that Mr. Snyder, at the end of the day, determined, along with the NFL, what little you all and we know about the investigation. It, it echoes a lot of what you've heard from some of the former team employees who have been very outspoken throughout this process. And yeah, so you can sort of see it. And look, two of them were there today. There's clear uh, what side Racine is on with this in terms of who he believes and, and where he's getting a lot of information from. And mm. uh, it'll be interesting to see if Roger Goodell ever sits down for a deposition under oath here. Uh, Racine admitted that, you know, the NFL and the, and the team will probably try to get this dismissed. But um, this this could be could be very, very revealing um, in, in the, the next couple of years. We could learn a lot that we've all assumed or all wondered about. Mm. And potentially now a lot of that could come out. We'll right. we'll have to see. Right. But th- there is a possibility there, you know, if if the legal system here agrees that the city's consumer protection act is as broad as racine says it is well we're adding this lawsuit to a long list of issues surrounding the commanders but thank you for explaining this kind of complicated consumer lawsuit yeah you didn't learn anything new about the team and how they do things (laughs) but you learned a whole heck of a lot about the city's consumer protection law more than i think most people ever thought they were ever going to learn about it we now know john thanks you got it buddy and just after talking to John, the NFL commented on Carl Racine's lawsuit to WTOP. The NFL says, quote, we reject the legally unsound and factually baseless allegations made today by D.C. Attorney General against the NFL and Commissioner Goodell and will vigorously defend against those claims, end quote. And coming up after the break, foot golf. Sounds kind of fun, right? Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602 changing lives. Explain your DNA on on 10 cases, man. You're inside the police interrogation room with the alleged Potomac River rapist. I'm not guilty on any of this stuff. So calm, so reasonable. Could this be the man who terrorized women for nine years before murdering a brilliant scientist two decades ago? Experience one of the most fascinating true crime podcasts available. Join crime reporter Paul Wagner for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare series. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms. And before we go, I want to let you all know about a pretty cool event that's happening this weekend. It's called Give MS the Boot Foot Golf Tournament. Now, if you've never heard of foot golf, you and I are in the same group because I have never really heard of it or seen it. But basically, it's a sport where, you know, you go to a golf course and you tee off where you know you usually tee off in golf but instead of a club and a golf ball you have your foot and a soccer ball and then there are big 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 you know holes where you can kick it into just like golf obviously the holes are bigger because of soccer ball now this event is being held saturday 
at East Potomac Golf Links at Haynes Point in the district. And it's being hosted by WTOP's Senior Sports Director, Dave Johnson. And as many of you know, Dave Johnson has multiple sclerosis and is a huge advocate in raising funds for scientists who you know study this disease and for raising funds for those patients who suffer from it because MS is a very expensive you know, disease to treat. It sounds like it's a really great time. The weather should be pretty nice this weekend, I believe. And, you know, foot golf sounds pretty fun. It really started in the Netherlands in 2009, and there's even a foot golf World Cup that was established in 2012. So, you know, you can try your foot at this new sport and, and help some people at the same time. And that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. This show is brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. The music is by Real World, and Thomas Robertson helped produce this podcast. If you get a second today, please rate and review this show. We'd love to hear what you think about it. You can also find us on social media and dmvdownload.com. This show is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a great night and we'll see you tomorrow.